Hey Millennials, you're listening to Makeda and Jay on The Rest is Just Confetti. Join us every week as we dive into the best and worst parts of millennial life. Trending topics, millennial issues, and glorified road sessions are all a part of the ride. So let's sift through the nonsense in this week's episode of The Rest is Just Confetti. always got to put it on me to start these things. (laughs) Because I started a lot of times. We don't even remember it's been so long. Honestly, I think season two should be like a little like shake up. And and so you should start them all. Start this thing off. Yeah. Ah, That's how it started. We back. (laughs) We are back. Begrudgingly. We (laughs) have. (laughs) What was that word? Begrudgingly. Uh, You all right? Yeah. Threw you off for a minute. Yeah, it's all good. Um, it has been what is it? Two months? About two, three months? Been. June, July, August. We're in September now. We had a whole plan. We were supposed to be recording every week for like a month, and then yeah, come, and back come back strong. Back after a month. Yeah, come back after a month. it's been three months, <laughs> <laughs> and we've recorded nothing. <laughs> Needless to say, vacation was nice. Was it? Yeah, I thought so. I have uh, more grades. Like I feel like we came here back like, y'all, y'all wanted another episode. <laughs> in the midst of vacation, we had two birthdays. Uh, we did? Oh, yeah. God damn I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Was Listen, I the only one enjoying this? 2020 on a whole has just been a fuck face of a year. <laughs> it's just been interesting. Yeah. But we did have two birthdays. Somebody turned dirty 30. No, don't, don't try to just throw it on me. Yeah. You turned 29. <laughs> I'm still in my 20s, nigga. I was about to say, that just sounds way better. I was better. about to say, yeah, you're still 29. <laughs> Look at this old nigga coming uh, after exactly. this young, beautiful Excuse my, my jubilant young <laughs> face. How dare you? Uh, but yes, I hit the You turned 30, babe. How are you feeling? Uh, you start noticing your knees cracking more often. Your knees have been cracking. Though. Yeah, but you start to notice it now. It's like every little move you make, you hear that, that noise. And it's just like, yeah, hey, go again. Well, I've been noticing it for myself, <laughs> not even for you. I know uh, my knees been cracking since I've hit like 25. It's just, it, it takes a little extra to get up. Mm-hmm. It's so annoying because it's shit that like... You used to hear old people talk about it and you're just like, I'm just standing up. What's the problem? <laughs> and now it's like, damn, I wish I could stand up with ease. <laughs> like, I'll look at my younger sister and she'll be like jumping around or hold gray and like stand up with nothing. And I'm just like, your knees. Must be nice. Your knees ain't Your cash ain't on fire enough. <laughs> it's a meme I saw on Facebook. And that was like, um... The person was asking the question just like, all my 30-year-olds, when the last time you took a full sprint outside? <laughs> full sprint? <laughs> I was Whoa. just like, nigga, I ain't running. A sprint? <laughs> Especially in this heat. Florida ain't no place to be sprinting. I can't oh. do that. Even just walking to get our mail, I'd be coming back just... Sweating. <laughs> some water from it. <laughs> For real, you'd be at the mailbox with a bottle of water. You could do it! Just three more steps. That's why you see all those videos online with the older people running. They try to take off full speed. You can't do that, and then you, you end can't. up busting you your have ass. You conserve and, your shit. Yeah, you gotta. That's like slow um, until you run. That office, the episode of um the office when Michael does like the um the uh, rabies awareness run. <laughs> And he, like, eats a bunch of carbs before, (laughs) and then he takes off running in the beginning, and he's dead tired at the end. 
that show. Oh my god. The same one where Stanley Nunn was chilling in the car. Stanley Nunn was chilling, and his nipples started to bleed because they changed. <laughs> and then Michael like called it. Like he was like, "I can't make it," and he was like two steps away from like the finish. Like he's like, "Yeah, go on without me." And they're like, "Michael, you just if you could just crawl yeah. right." <laughs> Uh, I missed that show. I haven't had time to watch that in the last couple months. Mm -hmm. Um, But so we're coming back to you in September. We did, we ended our episode, I think, I think it was mid-June or something like that. And it was like right after George Floyd, Mm -hmm. I believe. I think we did like maybe one or two episodes after Floyd. But from then to now, um, because it's 2020... So much fuck shit has happened already uh, in those shit. short, in that short space of time. The, um, um, the major one or the most recent one, unfortunate passing of Chadwick Boseman, uh, Black Panther. My king. Man, that was Listen, that was I had went to sleep early that night. I think I woke up at midnight and my phone, like, you know, when you, I guess when you're close with people on Facebook, it'll let you know when they make statuses mm-hmm. or something. So I woke up and it was like you had posted a status makia posted a status vicky posted like it was just a and i was just at first i was like i don't give a fuck why is my phone going off like this and then i clicked yours and it was just like dang not not my dog t'challa or something and i was i was like my brain was like a little foggy so Mm -hmm. it was like well, what do you do? You, Black Panther 2 was leaked. I was about to say, he got into a dance battle and failed or something. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then I read the headline that he died. And I think you compared it to when you lost Kobe for me. Yeah, and like how your reaction Yeah, how was. my reaction was. Yeah. And I think that really was it. Because I read it and my mind was just kind of like, no, mm-hmm. that that can't be right. Like... It really, really felt like a Twilight Zone kind of moment. And I think it threw me off so much because I wasn't expecting Chadwick's death to hit me mm-hmm. the way that it did. Yeah. Because even though I appreciated Black Panther, I don't feel like I realized... I don't think it sunk into me how much, like, on a subconscious level, I really connected to him as that character and embodying everything that he did, you know? It was very impactful. Yeah. And you just see, like, how... When the movie was coming out, how black people just took off. Like yeah. we were Well, even before the movie came out, people were buying their like um African like dressings mm-hmm. and stuff like that and they were really rallying up for it. Yeah. So there was a lot of hype before it. And even then, you know, I didn't really I didn't really get the big thing with, you know mm-hmm. like I understood that black representation was needed, but I don't think like I don't think it hit me as hard yeah. as yeah. I don't know. I don't, me neither. I don't think it did for me either. I w- I was just happy to see to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, finally, a, yeah. a Marvel black superhero mm-hmm. coming out, and I I knew off rip it was gonna be Black Panther because I, I it wasn't really no right. Other one that I could and think you know of. too, I think a lot of times like when there is black representation in movies or when there's an all black cast aside from like a slavery movie those movies don't tend to do that well you know like right now i'm just like off the cusp from thinking of that movie with that just came out with um nia long and 
is it Omar Epps? Yeah. <laughs> but it was shitty, you know? <laughs> and it's, like, movies like that that I'm thinking about. Like, when black movies do come out, it's of such, like, a low caliber that nobody really gets hype about it. And mm-hmm. so I think when I heard Black Panther was coming out, in my mind, although it was, like, it'll be nice to have a black superhero, superhero I was just like, maybe Marvel's not going to put as much into it, or maybe it's still going to be kind of cheesy. Like, it's not going to come as Which hard crazy in as other Marvel we movies. We already assume that because it's going to be a black movie, exactly. the shit ain't going to really get that much exactly. value put into it. Yeah. And I remember us walking away from Black Panther saying that... I can't remember what we rated it, because, you know, we always rate our movies afterwards. We were gassed up, though, I think. I know we were gassed yeah, we up, were and gassed I know up. that we we left saying that movie was just cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just it was just a really cool movie. Mm-hmm. And we, we didn't have something like that in the black community mm-hmm. before, so... I think what it did, it painted a great picture of a thriving African civilization. When you, mm-hmm. when you look at Africa, it's, it's usually like the the poverty side yeah. of things. But then you when you see Black Panther, you look at it and it's the same clothing, same same outskirts yeah. of like mm-hmm. the, the desert and not really much stuff. But then when you look inside Wakanda, it's all of this technology and everybody's thriving and it Still shows us in a better though. light. Yeah. yeah so I think it, it showed that idea of we can embrace our culture and respect our culture and where we come from and not look down upon it. Because I think there's this idea right now where this this like ideation with the black culture almost that it, it's less than, you know, like mm-hmm. it, because it's a third world country or something like mm-hmm. that, you know. And so and it kind of reflects that in Marvel, because I know at the end of Marvel, when T'Challa comes out and he says Wakanda is ready to share their resources with the world and the leaders are like, well, what y'all got to give us? Y'all don't right. have anything. And they're like, if only you knew it, which is now that I'm talking about, it, you know, it's, it's so significant because that's in essence kind of like the black community in general because people are always kind of like well what can you give us yeah when we've given so much to america mm-hmm. you know so yeah music art clothing, food fashion food dance everything dance. a lot has come we have from, so many different yeah a lot has come from black culture um yeah what was i going with that <laughs> not like we're trying to keep it to ourselves or anything right yeah um, but I think I, I just think that movie did such a great job of highlighting that and 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 making Black America feel proud mm-hmm. for who they are and what they they can they can give. And you could tell because unfortunately, with Chadwick passing, you see all the not only the parents like mourning. You see for everybody, deaths, yeah, the kids. The are kids. I don't know how many of those pictures were true. Like, I hate to say that, but I know, yeah. like, as he died, like, they they started having, like, the pictures of the little kids and their, like, action figures and stuff set mm-hmm. around and stuff like that. And I'm sure there were some kids, you know, who, like, mentally understood what happened. But a lot of those pictures were of, like, two-year-olds, and I'm like, you know damn well your yeah. son don't know what's going on, and mm-hmm. you probably set this up yourself. 
But um, and I yeah. yeah, I hate to be the one to be like that. I know, like, but on, I know. Stop, stop doing it for social media. There was another post too that was like, "Y'all, please do not draw Kobe welcoming T'Challa." And they did. I mean, they did. They no, did. I didn't see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was one that was like welcome or something. Oh like that. lord. They, yeah, people act quick, boy. People they act are quick. quick. The first one I I knew was coming was gonna be Stanley. Stanley was gonna welcome this man into the game. I gates saw that one. Yeah, and made an animation out of that. I saw so that. I was like, I, I seen that coming. That's a pass. But yeah. 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 They they brought Kobe in it too. But yeah, um, I definitely think that Chadwick's death was felt on a different vibration mm-hmm. than a lot of deaths. It almost like it it reminded me subtly of um Paul Walker's death when he first died mm-hmm. because he wasn't like a huge actor but for some reason the community really felt it when Mm -hmm. he died like a lot of people were really touched by that and i feel like chadwick was on the same level but like on an almost on a deeper level because of the roles that he had taken on and i think nobody really gave him that credit until that's a great comparison yeah because yeah paul walker wasn't really known except for fast and the furious Furious, right and a lot of people just seen chadwick from black panther not Mm -hmm. knowing that he did all All of his other stuff and a lot of his movies were with african culture i know yeah and and it's funny you know it's because like when they were saying it where they were like he was in 42 he was in marshall and i'm just like yeah i knew that yeah i knew that and it wasn't until like it all put together i was like damn he really represented like I did so not many know icons. Any of those. Yeah. I just knew Black Panther, and then I think it was Third Grade Marshall. I knew. Yeah. I didn't I know he did Marshall. Jackie Robinson. I d- yeah, I didn't watch Robinson, but I knew he was in it. Um, I didn't watch The Five Bloods yet. Mm-hmm. I um, heard that was good too. I think I watched Twenty One Bridges with you and my yeah. mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That one was good. So, but yeah, it was it was very um, very impactful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I said, you, you could really feel it throughout the community. ABC did Black Panther uninterrupted and then they had like a tribute to him right afterwards. And Mm -hmm. like, I think it was, and maybe it's because of the civil unrest going on now. Um, and I think I told you too, that I, I read and you mentioned it too. Like it just comes at a time where black America is like, just like really feeling it Mm -hmm. and and there's just way too much going on and t'challa i keep calling him that because that's who he was for me that's what i know him as but t'challa was you know this this embodiment of so much of what we could be you know and i and i think that's just why it's like now was not the time to Mm -hmm. lose somebody like that you know and you you don't realize how much of a, a hero yeah he he even though if he ain't want that position, the fact that he played that he character played so well, yeah. everybody designated this mm-hmm. man as an African hero. Exactly. And that's what kids looked at. That's what we looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like after that movie, it's been a lot more appreciation for African culture. That soundtrack for that Black soundtrack Panther was, was fire. Yeah, just that like West was, African I think that music. was Kendrick, right, that did that? It was Kendrick on some. It was, but he like produced that soundtrack, right? Uh, possibly, yeah, possibly. I think he pro- produced that soundtrack. Which would but... make sense if Kendrick did that, because then that's just black all around. Yeah, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was a fire soundtrack. I remember mm-hmm. like everything about that was just it was just really dope and really cool, and I really I I had appreciated that piece of art that they put out there. I think they did. They really put their minds to it, and and it just sucks that he's gone. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I would have loved to see where he took that role. Yeah, for real. I would have loved Panther. to see that. I don't know yeah. how they're gonna handle Black Panther too, 
but I saw some people were asking that Letitia Wright um takes over Jerdy Jerdy yeah. yeah takes over um the mantle and they just leave T'Challa to rest. I would um I would appreciate that. Yeah, I think it follows the comics. I, just I don't did like, hear that. Yeah, I just don't like how people go on there demanding stuff they're like we demand that for real i saw that they were like we demand that surely be, um, become blah 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 and i was like who are y'all yeah, like any other ways i'm sure there's they can a lot of other ways to man. move it on yeah, yeah. but I, I did see a couple of those posts and I, I just think it's so funny to see how entitled people feel these days you know it's crazy to be like we demand this of this billion dollar company we demand how you entertain us kind of thing like it speaks so much on on who we are as americans and what we think of ourselves and how much we think we can expect just from sitting behind our keyboard you know it's crazy yeah we are very very entitled like i don't know it was a comedian i was watching on netflix um who who brought it out he was like man in the next couple years we're just gonna be home all day like we, we're not gonna be doing nothing he yeah was like, you realize anything that you want you could get at your doorstep he was like you go order chips and a fucking animal and they both come tomorrow <laughs> like, hey. uh, hey, so. yeah it's but it's ridiculous that, yeah and we're so reminds me of wally did you ever watch wally i did not yeah i did not get into wally in wally um it's basically like this dystopian future where earth has been like like, we didn't take care of Earth, and so all of the plant life and stuff just kind of died, and I think the government sends, like, all of the people on Earth into space to mm-hmm. live on this, like, spaceship or whatever, and I'm I'm sure that they're only referring to Americans because, like, all the people on the spaceship were just fucking lazy, and, <laughs> like, they never, they didn't walk. All of them were obese. Oh, wow. Like, there was no skinny person there. They were all obese, and they all laid out on these, like, pool chairs that just floated around, and they would just bring them food, and they would just wow. stare at a screen all day. And the wow. government was just kind of, like, talking to them on speakers, like, this is what you're doing today, and they didn't question anything, and yeah. And that's us. Yeah. I, like, I could see that becoming low key, us. Yeah, yeah. symbolism in these movies. They know, yeah, they be telling us our future. <laughs> For real. And this is basically us right now with this pandemic. We, we, re- our lives haven't yeah. Yeah, changed besides us not going to work. We're working from home. Mm-hmm. We got food that can be brought to us on demand. Yeah. We got everything that we need a house, electronics, TV, light. Yeah. I mean, it's, so. It's very easy transition for us to just be at home at this point. And the fact that we got Amazon two-day shipping just at the switch of our finger, that's probably why Americans feel so entitled because we get shit so quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely spoiled. Uh, so T'Challa came during the midst of Jacob Blake's death mm-hmm. as well. Um, and uh, I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Another unfortunate um, tragedy that, mm-hmm. that took place with um, police uh, and another black man. Yeah. And, you know, I hate when my dad's right, but I know he mentioned when George Floyd passed, he was like, you know, nothing's going to change and they're just going to, like, pass a few laws that make us mm-hmm. feel a little bit better and it's going to happen all over again. Mm-hmm. And so sensitive. I don't even know if any laws have passed yet yeah. since Floyd's death that Jacob came and happened. And I think there was somebody else that was shot too, like in a Wendy's parking lot a little like a month before that. Um, and 
I don't even know, like, how to process these things anymore. 2020 on a hold has just been so draining. Every month. Every month has been something. Yeah. Um... And yeah, you know what I've been trying to grapple with though, and or grapple, um, is how like how the media how the media pushes out these stories because the 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 shooting of Jacob Blake was essentially just as dire, uh, if not as dire, as Floyd's. Mm-hmm. But Floyd's was on another level entirely. Like, the outbreak that happened with Floyd was yeah. just... Insane. It was a ripple effect, and it was everywhere, and it was felt everywhere, and it was just extremely heavy. And and I'm not dissuading... I mean, I'm not taking away from the fact that Jacob's shooting hasn't been as... Has been just as heavy. And I don't know if maybe it's because he's still alive, but I haven't felt the urgency with this shooting as much as I did with Floyd's, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I'm just really thoughtful on how, on why that is and, and on, and on what it is that is kind of shaping that narrative, Mm -hmm. you know, that this is serious, but not as serious as we want it to be kind of thing. You know what I mean? It's gotta be something. Cause I, I I was thinking the same thing. Like, um, probably it was sometime yesterday. I was like, yeah, with, the events that happened, it had all the same mm-hmm. um, characteristics and ap- attributes as George yeah. Floyd. Like, you see the video. Mm-hmm. The video spreads online. Media covers it, but they don't really cover it to the extent that they did George right. Floyd. So I'm thinking, like, does the media have that much of an impact to where it outrages yeah. the public? And then we go on protest? And why? Like, I'm just, like, yeah. Yeah, well, you still see I've some I've just been very curious protest. about that lately. Because... I, I know how much Floyd touched everybody. Um, and I'm just wondering where that sense of urgency with Floyd is. I mean, not Floyd, with, with Jacob is and as well. And it could well. be that in, in the video as well, you get more of a a sense of uh, emotion brought out of you because you, mm-hmm. you kind of see Floyd. this man yeah, back yeah. before his life and mm-hmm. stuff. And it's a, it's a totally different type of yeah. Um, situation with the I was gonna man. say because I know some people have said you know when when Floyd happened we were just tired of seeing that happen mm-hmm. and two months two three months later with Jacob it's no different I mean you know we're we're still just as tired yeah. if not more mm-hmm. you know because the, the protesting and riots that happened after Floyd were overwhelming so it's. I've just been really in awe. I think of the black community this year, mm-hmm. and their perseverance, and and like I I don't condone the riots and stuff, but I I understand it so much. Yeah. Like I I can't I can't fault yeah 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 people for that. Like it yeah it's it's been a year. Mm-hmm. Not only that, then we have the situation with the young the young boy who traveled like across state lines. Yeah. With, Kyle Rittenhouse, I think. Yeah, I believe that's his name. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I, I still don't know the, the situation with that. I just the situation with that is that was bullshit. <laughs> that was just fucking bullshit. I I honestly chalk everything just up to twenty twenty at this point. Like Man. anytime people say something that I'm just like, how did this happen? I'm just like twenty twenty. Okay. 
Yes. It's just been too much. Yeah. It's just been too much. And I think I've said this to some other people too, but it's been the longest, fastest year ever. I don't know how the fuck we're in September already, but at the same time, I'm just like, how are we only in September? Like, this year just needs to end. Yo, this, it, it's the it, weirdest year. Kobe passed in what? Was it January? Kobe January. Passed? See, we had World War Three. Kobe, we had George Floyd, we had and the Corona. We had killer fucking bees killer or whatever bees. that shit was. We had um, amoeba in our fucking lakes or shit. The brain-eating yeah, amoeba brain eating crap. Amoeba, the spring lakes. <laughs> Bruh. Our king died. Like Riots. Shootings. We had the forest fires. Forest fires. Australia was burning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just been... It's been insane. It's been insane. And it's like, how do you... How do you prep yourself for 2021? How you do don't. You... That's why I'm telling you. My anxiety is just, this is the <laughs> this apocalypse. Is on? We're done. No one is making it past this year. Shouldn't at this point, though, your anxiety just be like, this is, we complete. This is what we've been talking about all this time. Like, it's, it's her. No, because <laughs> God has not raptured us. Until I see some bitches flying into the sky, <laughs> we're not there yet. Speaking of flying into the sky, I was reading this article uh, from about these pilots at LAX who reported seeing a man flying a, like a jetpack or something in the oh, sky. Nice. They were like, they were like, there's two separate airlines where they're just like, yeah, yeah I uh, see a man in a jet flag <laughs> flying next to me. And now the FBI is trying to investigate who this fucking pack. man was with a jetpack in LA. Like, <laughs> What the hell is going on? Fucking jetpack, exactly. Yeah, he better come down out the sky. Honestly, Jesus. But um, so mental health check with (laughs) twenty twenty. How have you been? You've turned thirty this year. You are seeing your new son growing up, um, alongside his brother, who's also still growing up and adapting being a sibling how are you going don't um don't leave yourself out of this i've also had the chance of seeing you grow yeah <laughs> you turn this into some lovey dovey shit as nigga. <laughs> what we do here as what we do in your business i had the great pleasure of seeing that as well and we we had a, a surreal moment to where we we kind of was just looking at our fire stick and we saw our podcast like, yeah, come up with recommended. That was so cool. And then you see it pop up, you see your image, and it just, it just looks so official. I know. And you right? still ain't send me that shit. You're supposed to send it to I didn't. I need to. But it's so funny because I told you I was like trying to commission other people to change the graphic because I was like, I suck. The graphic I made for our cover art is terrible. And then Alexa showed and she's like, hey, bitch, you want to watch Resistance? Go-? And I was like, play that shit. That's that <laughs> for real. That, that shit look crisp yeah, as hell. That was a crisp graphic. I photoshopped your ass into that. Yes, you did. I, I sure was like, did. You I got a shadow backdrop and everything. I was like, damn. I don't know how. Like, it only I took still don't know what the fuck minutes. I did. I have no idea how I did that. I but... left the room. I was like, no, nah, I don't. Look, I don't really like it. It don't look. It don't look realistic. Yeah. And then you was like, all right, I'll just keep working on it. I was like, baby, you just use another photo. That's fine. You like to work on it. I come back twenty minutes later. I got a fucking shadow in the That's back. Right. My feet ain't cut off anymore. I'm like, <laughs> what does she do? The bricks used to, like, pop out, too. I don't know if you ever watched Harry Potter, but, like, when Harry opens to Diagon Alley, like, the bricks, like, move up and down. And that's how (laughs) the backdrop of our shit looked. Like, we were about to enter Diagon Alley. 
but we fixed it and now we're on amazon you can look us up on your fire stick tv i thought that was so cool that was very very cool and to you sir we heard our um like even when our intro song starts playing like it just sounds so official yeah, i'm just yeah. so proud of us yeah yeah the intro is yeah Sorry, y'all. This is five minutes of us just patting ourselves on our back. <laughs> yeah, but I was asking you, Bay, um, about your mental health and how you're doing. Honestly, what you just pointed out is what keeps me stable. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I low-key had a little stress and anxiety with just going out in the world. Yeah. Because um, even though I would go to work, I really didn't want to go. I was like, man, mm-hmm. I, I want to stay home and chill. I don't think really a lot of people who are... Uh, what's the introverts? word for somebody? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Who are introverts really want to be out in public. So the fact that I'm able to stay at home with you yeah. guys and not only just be home, but be with y'all and mm-hmm. see everybody grow and see the changes in everybody, that's, I've had less stress than ever right that's now. That's good. Don't have that much time on my hands. I don't understand yeah. how that's possible. <laughs> but um, No idea. Yeah, it's been great for me. That's good. I don't know if I could say the same for... Uh, my baby considering the circumstances of everything this year. <laughs> I don't know how else to respond to that. So I started my business this year. I became a mother of two at the end of last year. Um, Great way to uh, bring uh, Noah into this world. <laughs> yeah, I know. My poor Noah. To all the kids that are dealing with being a child during COVID, ugh. Y'all are so strong. Those babies, I know they must be so bored not having social interaction, not being able to, yeah. Like, Noah hasn't been to a park. He's never been on a swing. He's never been to a park yet. He's never been on a swing, and he's nine months old. Gray was fucking bouncing off of shit by now. Like, it hurts my heart that we have to hold him back from things like that. Granted, the first couple months he was here, we didn't want to take him out anyway. Mm -hmm. Newborn, keep him in the house. Yeah, but I think by like six, seven months, Gray was already out there. Yeah, and then we, but but unfortunate. And then with Gray too, we had wanted to start him in daycare for a little bit Mm -hmm. so he can get some socialization and then pandemic. Mm -hmm. So our babies have been held back. Um. And, I mean, we get extra time with them, and, and they get to stay away from the world a little bit longer. But still, I know it's really hard for a lot of parents and stuff out there, too, who have to keep their kids at home and yeah. have to sacrifice their jobs and stuff because they have to keep their kids at home. So COVID has been really hard. Yeah. I was just um, texting my cousin. Um, She has three three kids, all have to stay home be- um, yeah. and, like, do the virtual yeah. schooling. And she was like, each individual one had problems with their computer. Poor she was thing, like, I gotta yeah. be, a, I gotta be a teacher yeah, now. And I, a gotta tech. Be, I gotta be a tech support. Yeah. And I can't really focus on what I used to focus on, right? Because it's of hard. all that's going on. Yeah. It's really hard. It stresses you out. And yeah, so that's going on, and I feel like I am insane for deciding to quit my nine to five during a pandemic when jobs are so like. You know, I feel crazy. Um, so I've been going through a lot of anxiety as I do that transition. Um, and then I just let go of my nightmare client. <laughs> so I just also lost a chunk of cash. Um, but I'm also proud of myself because I put my mental health first. Absolutely. Um, I picked up a business coach and I'm really excited about that and, and just pivoting into my business. So, um while 2020 has been terrible for some, 
I think for our family, it's been... We made out pretty good. We made out pretty good in 2020. I really do think we made out pretty good in 2020. Hi. Pays um, to be introverts. I know. <laughs> and the election is coming up. Uh, we are about two months, less than two months away. We're going to be September. September so yeah, so less than two months away from the election of a lifetime. <laughs> How are you feeling? Tough. Very, very sad and disappointed yeah. in America, honestly. Um, it makes you makes you see the world in a different light and i hate to do that Mm -hmm. i hate to look at the world that way but this is how it forces people to to see yeah um and i think i i was i was just talking to you before about it and i said the same thing to my mom but beforehand before trump even i feel like even with obama it was a it was a sense of okay someone's either a democrat or republican and whether Whatever side you're on, that's your preference. Yeah. And keep it at that. Now I feel like that's not the case. It's either you're, you're are you a racist? Yeah. Or not? Are you a racist person? <laughs> yeah. Are you supporting this man that's in office right now, or? Yeah, because it's to the point where we're not even talking policies anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's like I don't care where your position is right now on abortion or immigration or like. Are you racist? Are you? are you for people having equality like it it's moral ethics right yeah. now like that's you, on the line if you tell me you're a republican then I, i'm automatically like oh yeah you vote for trump mm-hmm. so i see where you, i see where your mindset is and how you right and as before feel. when people would say that you could still have respect for them it's yeah. just like i you're it, it's kind of like a laugh it's just like damn you're a republican i'm a democrat yeah and it's just like yeah we don't we, even yeah we don't, exactly we're just, we're just gonna leave it alone yeah. And now, yeah, like you said, somebody tells me they're a Republican, I automatically assume they're a Trump supporter, and then I automatically assume that even if they're not outwardly racist, they don't care mm-hmm. about racism. And now my view of you is sullied. Like, I don't want to talk with you. I'm yeah. questioning everything you say. I'm like, Which is, yeah. It's horrible, for, it's horrible for me to think that way as well. Because I, I know not all people who are Republican, are racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I feel like niggas who support Trump are racist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I feel that way about it. Um, so if you are a Republican and whether you're a different ethnicity or you're a Republican and you're still planning on voting on this man because it's a financial move set for you. Yeah. I feel like you're feel like you're not helping the cause. Yeah. If anything. You're I basically I, saying that like you, you don't care about the issues that he's stoking with race because it's not affecting you yeah and i think that is just as equally damaging to the problem as anything else yeah yeah and of course people are gonna like um with my with my job i i hear people who call in all the time and they always give their input on how they feel about trump and how Mm -hmm. this man has helped my 401k dramatically or whatever i'm like okay you're you're reaping the benefits from it, but do you see all the do extra shit? Do you see shit everything that's going else on? that's happening? Like it's me, me, me. Yeah. But I could, I could understand. I think that's like the biggest thing. Like this election isn't about me, but it's about yeah. us. It's about we. It's about the collective, and just kind of making sure that we're all covered before we can start going back and looking yeah. at those smaller issues that we used to look at, you take know? A, take a hit for four years, man. Just for four just, years. Just get this man out of office. Get Please him out of office. Give Whatever other Republican you would back. like to yeah. get in there, get them in. 
it's been plenty of other, I'm sure, Democrats or Republicans yeah. who've been racist before, but it's never been an issue with them. Yeah. Why is it an issue with this man? So, I don't know. Um, but my anxiety is super high as well for the election coming up. Um, and I'm trying to keep it at bay, and I think I will be extremely devastated should we have a repeat of 2016. Um, and I'm also very nervous to see what would happen if we didn't, because I feel like his supporters would lose their shit if he didn't win mm-hmm. and they would claim fraud and rigging and everything in the book. And that would just be another two, three months of us fighting to get this man out, to get him out. Yeah. So I feel like we're heading into some very turbulent times as the year comes to an end. Mm-hmm. But I hope by the time 2020 closes out that we've at least found some sort of peace and people could enjoy some sort of a holiday. Yeah, America is making me lose my faith. Like yeah, I, I was very positive sure. going into this, but now what I, everything I see is like, yeah. I don't know. If y'all ain't learned your lesson with all this shit that's been going on with this man. That's what I say. Yeah. So somebody had tweeted that. I think I told you it was some like person on Twitter and it was basically saying, like, I could forgive a 2016 Trump mm-hmm. supporter, um, even though you really should have known based on what he was saying. But they were like, in the past four years, if what has happened has not changed your mind and you mm-hmm. are a 2020 Trump supporter, they're like, I can't forgive that because yeah. you've seen what you've needed to see kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Um, but I agree. And there was another girl who went off on Twitter saying that she's just not respecting people anymore who are Trump supporters and she's not allowing them to kind of hide behind their veil because a lot of people are, like, you know, secret Trump supporters. Like, they're not going to say anything because it's, like, taboo to be a Trump Mm -hmm. supporter. Um, Which in itself speaks volume. How can it be taboo to be a a supporter of a person who runs the country? Yeah. Like, exactly. But that's what I'm scared of. You know, those people who don't say it to your face, but on election day are going in that booth and circling yeah. for Trump. Like, how many people are there that are like that, you know? So there's that. Um, Jim Gaffigan, uh, he went off on Twitter the other day, too. You know Jim? Yeah. Yeah, he went off. Yeah. And um, I said, do you know Jim? Like, I'm his close friend. <laughs> we had lunch the other day. <laughs> but Jim and I. Um, but, yeah, he was on Twitter the other day talking about how he typically totes the line of being apolitical and not claiming a, a, a base or anything. But he was like, I'm really, truly scared for my country. He's like, I love America. And he's like, and I'm Catholic, and I've never outwardly spoken about this. But he's like, I have a platform that I need to speak up, and you guys can't let this happen again. He was like, this has just been a nightmare. And he's a con man, and he's a thief and he's like you just i can't stay quiet anymore and this man says nothing whenever he goes in that podium i know i don't know how people still support him when they don't get any type of they support him so hard i was looking at this cnn interview of these six white women who voted for trump in 2016 and they were kind of like following up on them like how do you feel now so three out of the six would no longer vote for him after everything has happened. Um, But there's one chick, like, in the corner of the video, and she is, of course, a Trump voter, and she's, like, decked out in Trump gear. The back of her has, like, Trump posters and bumper stickers, and, like, her whole house was just Trump. And um, 
and they're like well what do you think what's going on and the women who decided to no longer vote they're just like he's turned our country into chaos he's stoking racism he's making things harder and she's just like "Uh, no 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 and i'm just like somebody like karen speak please somebody (laughs) as soon as she starts she's like you guys just don't understand what he's saying let me translate it for you and i'm like why do you need to translate like as a president, he should be able to verbatim say what he's saying. So if you're telling me that what he's saying is not what he's saying, that alone is a problem. Most presidents who get up on that podium have their shit written down already of what they're going to say. Exactly. I feel like this man go up there but and that's look what at said. it. Yeah. Nine times out of ten, they're like, <laughs> he just doesn't follow. And I know that we were spoiled with Obama because Obama was so articulate yeah. and such a good speaker. And like he was next level. I get that. Not all presidents are like that. Mm-hmm. But but Trump, sweetheart. <laughs> I even listen to Biden. Biden is very good as yeah. well. He's, he's not the great. Yeah. Like I hear him stumble and stuff. Like Obama be on point. Yeah, that nigga be. That nigga and be even if he fucks up, you don't even know because he just turned that into a word. Like <laughs> as he said it, Webster's they're like Obama, Obama, and Obama blue. And like, there's no even evidence that he fucked up. <laughs> That's in Webster. Yeah, I was about to say, people are online already correcting it, so <laughs> you can never see it again. Like, Obama was straight through. But Trump, like, he'll see a bug fly and just be like, you know, I saw a bug today. And, like, he just veers off topic. And it's like, we're dealing with something important here, please. Be like, how are you guys handling the pandemic? Oh, I have guys on top of it. We're doing everything that we can. Very good people. Very good They're people. Working very They're very fine on both sides. I, I understand that. I understand that. But can you give we have the biggest on team. how we doing He's this? really big on big things. He'll be like, we have the biggest team. We've got the biggest vaccine you've ever seen. The biggest fact, pair of nuts on stage right now, big, ladies and gentlemen. Huge nuts. <laughs> These are the hugest nuts you're ever going to see in your life. I've seen them myself. They're pretty big. <laughs> and I have bad eyesight, but they were so huge. I was like, damn, those must be nuts. They're my nuts. <laughs> but yeah. This is what we do. Welcome little, back yeah. to The Rest is Just Confetti. Hope y'all got a little taste. A little taste, yeah. Um, it's super great to be back. Um, we are gonna dig in for a good little bit because we've been gone for so long. Um, if you guys have any topics that you'd like to hear discussed, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, but I think I think we need to call it a wrap on that first episode. Yeah, first I, episode back. I think that's a good venting episode. We that's right. Out. We got every. We just like barfed it all out. <laughs> If there's any certain topic that we went over and y'all are like, hey, can we just go back to this for 10 minutes? Welcome to the government. The government, <laughs> the government is here. Conspiracies. <laughs> we barfed out everything. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lot that's been going on. And we probably will circle back around to some of those I'm topics, sure. um, especially as the year goes on. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to the rest of just confetti, guys. Yeah, keep your prayers. Pray for this country. Pray for this country. <laughs> Lord. The rest is just confetti is a show created by millennials for millennials, and we're just scratching the surface. Big facts, but we've got big goals as well. We want you guys to help us be a part of them. You know how the average guy in the commercial a couple years back was doing it? Baby, digressing. But he was like, man, you know, you're sitting on the yeah, couch. Yeah, but you're digressing. All right, all right, fine. Do, do what you do. We want you to join us on IG or TikTok. 
Follow us and be a part of the journey. You can also email us with topics you'd like discussed, or if you're interested on being a guest on the show, shoot us an email at restisjustconfetti at gmail.com. Until next time, guys, it's your boy Jay Dizzle, always in the scrizzle, about to be on Oh, God, boy. Man, Snoop Dogg do it all the time. Let you're me not think. Snoop Dogg. Damn. It's a good ending.